Hi guys, in this show we're looking at G, Jones, Ford, James, Farina, Toro, Statham and Pitt. We're looking at 2000's Snatch. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of 2023. It's 100 Things You Learn From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty, and I'm named after a Turkish airplane crash. <laughs> hey, and I'm the other guy and I'm named after Sherlock Holmes's mate. <laughs> so you are, so you yep. are. Mr. Yeah, John Watson. John, John Watson. John Watson, <laughs> happy new year to you. How are you, my friend? Uh, happy new year to you as well, buddy. Yeah, I'm good. Good Hogmanay is uh, something else in Scotland. It's yeah. actually not as, it's not as big as it used to be, but it's, it's, better than, it's better than half the things you do. I'll be honest with you. I tend to watch that fucking fruit market broadcast with Jackie Bird. Over oh, do you? Hoot Nanny. I'd rather Aye. watch that than Hoot Nanny because Hoot Nanny has increasingly worst musical acts as it goes on. Yeah, At least really you know where you stand with, I, I don't know, Simple Minds, Eddie Reader, and those two blokes with the accordions. The accordion and the fiddle, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, what's your names again? They're always bloody there. I always want to call them Foster and Alan, but they're not. <laughs> the, the two blokes out of the Vic Reeves sketch. Oh, oh God, I, God. I, I, back, man. I just assumed one of them must be dead by now, but no, apparently. What? No, still, uh, still with us. Well, still, clean, still, still clean with living. Us. I, <laughs> clean living and only one sherry on Hogmanay. Aye, that's about right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, John, uh, we're the podcast, of course, that tries to learn 100 things from every film that we cover. Uh, John, what are we talking about this week? So we're looking at Snatch from the year 2000. So... Man, it was always slightly better kind of... Shaved, wasn't it? Snatching the two thousands. There's always a little bit, a little bit tuftiness. Always right? try, striving for perfection. Yeah. Okay. That's got rid of them. That's fine. Now, now the new listeners are gone. Let's get back to the same old shit we do. Um, what a year before nine eleven? No, I'm not going to do nine eleven stuff. My new year's resolution is less nine eleven stuff. We might actually get some more listeners if we do that. Um, right. Okay. I, I've got a personal history with this film mainly because I've seen it probably about 100 times yeah. because I think it's fucking brilliant. <sighs> okay, it's I think it is the dog's fucking gems. I really I, do. I, I, I rate it. And that's the thing. I rate it above Lockstock, but apparently in Guy Ritchie's top five films, it comes before Lockstock. It's something about your firstborn, though, I guess. I know, but this annoys me. right? So I'll break straight into this because it's nothing to do with the film. But I'll do the top five Guy Ritchie films. According to who? According to IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, the whole lot. So I'll do both. I'll do one for Matthew Vaughan as well. So top five for Guy Ritchie. Number five, Munchy Munchy Man from Uncle. Oh, I quite liked that. It's fun. It's all right. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. People. I was oh, going to say that. Much no, more. no, mate. Those Sherlock Holmes films are fucking yeah, brutal. Sitting there at number four, buddy. Sorry. Uh, number three is Snatch. Well, one okay. on love. Uh, Lockstock is number two, but number one, The Gentleman. <laughs> okay. It's, okay. It's, a, it's, it's a toughie because there are three really, really good films. Yeah, now, they are. Yeah, previous episode, of course, The Gentleman. Uh, exactly. Now, Matthews is different. Because I was looking at him, thinking all sorts, but he's he's, he's quite an eclectic bunch. This one, uh-huh. so uh, the Kingsman, 
It's a great film. It's so much fun. Except for that one final gag at the end. It's kind of like, okay, we get it. You're a I, fucking pervert. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't help for me, but okay. Uh, Stardust, which I didn't realise it did. Great, yeah, great fun. Kick Arse. Kick Arse. Uh, Kick Arse is all right. Uh, Kingsman, The Secret Ser- uh, Service. I never made it all the way through. Oh, is that never. is that the is that the circle? The Aye, golden circle, or is that, is that the, the, the King's Man? Aye. Yeah, yeah, I never made it all the way through. Uh, and X-Men First Class. The second best X-Men film in my eyes. Oh, really? Just behind X-Men X2. Yeah, uh, oh, X2 is the best one by a country mile. But that first class film I could probably watch over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. The problem is they kind of tried to keep it going all the way through. And that Dark Phoenix film... Woof! Oh, I mean, I thought That's Apocalypse was bad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't put that particular Stark as a main character as one of the most <laughs> powerful, powerful characters in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do that. You know, I just got on board with Famke Jansen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just, just, just this year. <laughs> just leveled on that. You just Absolutely. made kids absolutely but yeah uh 2000 w- was i was working in a uh i was working for a computer game sales company I, I feel like i might have told this on an early episode uh that we did i was working with a computer sales company and mm. one of the guys got in loads and loads of trouble um because he well he, he, before he got in loads of trouble he googled snatch film on the works computers or info seeks <laughs> or whatever uh snatch film and his manager made him go to the IT manager, who was a fucking monster of a man, uh, and admit what he'd done before it got before he got caught. Oh Jesus! Because <laughs> there was Christ. no bars on anything at, at, ga- at, at gameplay.com. No bars right? on anything, so you could search absolutely anything that would come up. But the, the but Howard would come out and fucking ponytail <laughs> of justice, you man. Of course, his name is Howard. Of course, his name is Howard. Two thousand. What else could we have been talking about? Uh, so it's weird because I was watching a lot of these for free back in the day because I was working in uh, the video show about this time. Oh, um, global video. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, back Wait. in the day. Um, like so, we're looking at well, Requiem for a Dream. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> let's do it. Let's 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 just let's just go this straight. <laughs> One away. of these days, John. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, did where's my car? Oh Jesus! I went to the theatres to see that. Did you really? I did yeah yeah with uh, Scary Neil. Uh, Hollow Man, which I, I rated, I thought it was great. I good. also went to the cinema to see that. The bacon, the bacon. Uh, the sixth day, we the Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, okay. I've not, I've never, I've never seen that one. That's the only Arnie film I've never seen. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not too bad. Okay. Uh, a, a film that I'm now saying is worth another watch, but I'm going to give it a go. The Cell, we Jello. Um, and the bad guy is um, is an agar show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it yeah, another go. I hated it when I saw it. A lot it. of people hated it because I thought it was style over substance, but a lot of yeah. people are saying it was generally quite well done when you look at it now because it's more about the way the uh, the, the criminal mind works. So Lassie's a fine actor as well. I don't care what anybody says. Nah, she's she, right. She'd come on a little bit from Ants two oh, years previous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and and another a show classic, Final Destination. Oh, right. Previous episode. Yeah. yeah oh, so... super. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, just a little bit of kind of behind the scenes for people that haven't been listening from the start. I think I said this on episode two, but in some weird symmetry that um, we have just done a revisit of episode one, this was going to be our episode two. And I think I was watching it on a Saturday afternoon 
on the iPad on the bed. Mm-hmm. And I probably got to like 35, 40 minutes in. I think I messaged you and went, John, I don't think this is going to work. I don't uh, think we can get any facts out of this. <laughs> and I'm not cool with the slurs. And you just messaged back with, yeah, it's not working for me either. And we fucking abandoned it. it. And yeah. it's some sort of, and, and Kirsty could never know because Kirsty's recommended this. Uh, yep. your, your, your partner, of course. Um, and she recommended this. And she couldn't have known that this was our this was going to be our episode two. Yeah. No, she, she had no idea. I don't think you remembered. Um, but but I, I did because I, every time I watch Hot Fuzz, I'm like, fucking hell, I could have been watching Snatch. But yeah, it's so anyway, there you go. That's that's that. Cemetery. Shall we begin? We shall. Lovely. Uh, it opens. It's Columbia Pictures, but it's also a Scar Films. Hey. Yep. Not the music, but kind of related. Um, <laughs> that's the, the Matthew Vaughan and Guy Ritchie production company. Uh, yep. Three films they made together. This, which was a massive success. Mm-hmm. The, the, the film I'd forgotten existed. That Vinnie Jones remake of Mean Machine. Oh, what was that called again? <laughs> <laughs> the Longest Yard, I think. Um, which, which has almost the entire cast of this film in it. Statham oh, Scottish yeah. with the worst yeah. accent as the monk. God, um, yeah, it's it's really oh, again another film I went to the cinema to see, um, and swept away. Swept away. How, how much of a success was swept away, John? Uh, do you know what? It was. I hate to say this, but I thought it was good. It was really funny, oh, but I, it, was, it. it was. It was. Yeah, it wasn't that. It didn't get any pickup at all. It's. It's it? the film that dissolved the relationship in two thousand and three. Richie and Vaughn broke ties. Scar became Marv. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is Vaughn's uh, company, and this is where he he made the brilliant Lair Cake as the first Marv film, and yep. Richie on his own made the Rotten Revolver. Oh God! Which a... possibly needs a revisit because I haven't. Yeah. I, I've watched Rock and Roller a couple of times, but I've only seen Revolver once. Yeah, I'm the same. Rock and Roller was really good. I enjoyed Rock and yeah. Roller. Okay, um, Marv went on to do Stardust. You've already done Kick-Ass and the Kingsmen films. You missed Harry Brown, which John, I'm going to put out as as oh, a potential episode it's, it's for this bleak, month. Though. It's bleak though. No, but but it's it's Kane in it, and I don't. Have we done a Michael Kane film yet? Uh. No, okay. I'm going to murder all these millennials. <laughs> if we're doing a Michael Caine film, Pele's just died. We might as well do V for Victory. Uh, right. well, v, for victory. Michael v for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. <laughs> Escape to Victory. Escape to Victory. They call it V in America. Americans, it's called Escape to Victory. I'm Escape sure. to Vendetta. Yeah. Uh, I bet we could do. We could do. A, we could do. We could do a Michael. Uh, I was going to say Jason Bourne there because his alias is Michael Caine, yeah. but yeah, we could do a Michael Caine film. Uh, fuck it. Let's just do the Italian job and be done with it. There you go. That works. That'll do. Um, Coming next year from Marv, right? I love this. Is a film about Tetris. No way. Yeah, Apple TV have picked it up. I could not be any more excited because I fucking love shapes plummeted towards the earth to Russian dance music, <laughs> which I assume it must be about, and not the story of the guy that invented it, uh, played by Taron Egerton, uh, and didn't make any money out of it. Oh, really? Yeah, the the USSR, wasn't it? Yeah, so no. he, he when he invented it, they went, "You're hey, hang on a second, you're that's, Russian. That's ours. Yeah. ours. <laughs> that belongs to the people." And he was like, hey, oh, "Why you order? Why you order? Block yeah. you guys? Goddamn, goddamn those <laughs> Cossacks, Ruskies." <laughs> As we <laughs> learned throughout those this, crazy film. Russians. 
we open with Turkish saying he was named after a plane crash, and his business partner Tommy was named after a famous nineteenth-century ballet dancer, not the gun. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Yeah. And the only 19th century ballet dancer I could find was possibly Thomas Wilson, the dancing master between 1774 and 1854. But credit to me for that, I think. Okay, Actually, you. credit to Rachel for that one because she found that one. <laughs> I was too busy. I was just in awe of uh, Stephen. I think he's brilliant. He's great, Stephen isn't Graham. he? Stephen Graham. Yeah. Tiny little baby Stephen Graham. He is. He's, he's, he's worked through a lot of adversity because he's dyslexic and he needs to get his missus to write uh, to read all the scripts and stuff like that. For oh, him is he well. really? So, yeah, yeah. So he's really oh, struggled, right. but he's got he's acted with some amazing people. Al Pacino is he's, he's acted with a lot. Daniel Day Lewis, the low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's done. He's done names. a fair few. Um... A uh, fair few American gangster things, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so Scorsese, he yeah. talks about Scorsese all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would, wouldn't you? If you'd met, if uh, you'd even met him once for ten minutes, <laughs> you'd never stop banging on about the. Oh yeah, me when me when I met Scorsese, as opposed to when I got to, when when I was cast and Why? got to work under Scorsese. Um, <laughs> I love him in everything. Have you seen Boiling Point yet? By the way. No, is that the, the chef Where's one? The chef? I think it might be on more four because it was on film four. I think we watched it. It's on, it's on Netflix. Is it still on Netflix? Netflix? It used to be. I'll double Mate, check. Good. It's shot in one take and it's really, really stressful. Really good. Right. I couldn't recommend it anymore to people who, who just like film. But when he played Combo in This Is England, which I also love, but I haven't mm. seen him years and years and years. Again, I'm from Nottingham. I know I don't bang on about it. Um, and Shane Meadows cast people from Nottingham and filmed it in St Anne's, which it no longer exists. Um, he couldn't get a job for almost eight months after because he's that good an actor and people just associated with him being a skinhead BMP type. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's going to be that's tough. A, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, that's horrid. He, he's almost quit acting twice to become a carer for kids, which I think is really good. Yeah, I also stand by the fact, and I'm, I'm saying it now, just so it's on record, I think he's the best of our generation in the UK. And I think we'll probably see him win an Oscar in the next 10 years. Oh, God, I was even Oh, look at you. You're like, yeah, fucking hell, we will. Yeah. It's a thing, though. And he's a chameleon. You can't, like, I've seen him in a thing with Jodie Comer about um, the lockdown situation, like a, a drama. And he's okay. like, he's, he, can, he can turn his hand to anything. He's, he's absolutely astounding. He, he loves Jodie, doesn't he? He, um, he, he really he does. Got, he got her the same representation as him. I was I was uh, watching a video of him going, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought she was one of the best I've ever seen. She's brilliant. She's a much better actor than me. Uh, and I just got my uh, I just got my representative to represent him. Her. No. I was like, oh, amazing. Good work. <laughs> well, both of them were really good accents, apparently. Well, obviously, her, we, uh, her, her part in... Killing Eve. I was going to say Killing Zoe there, but that's a totally different... <laughs> uh, Killing Eve, yeah. Right, I've never seen also. a second of it, but Rachel swears by it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I, I, I'm glad you didn't say her part in Free Guy. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! No. Tomorrow was as well. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, it turns out they're boxing promoters, but now they're into diamonds. <laughs> what do I know about diamonds? Aren't they from Antwerp? Is his line? Oh, I didn't. Even, I thought Antwerp was somewhere in England, but it's no. <laughs> it's <in> Belgium. <laughs> that, that, Scottish, that Scottish school in helping you again, John. Uh, you're right. Oh. Antwerp's home to all major diamond mining companies, uh, which source yep. diamonds for thousands of diamond dealers across the globe. And at the end of the Second World War, the vibrant Jewish community dominated the industry, elevating Antwerp to its status as epic centre of the world diamond trade. Yep. It's, it's huge as well as I've seen it. I looked it up and apparently it's um, 204 square kilometres, 
But right. what I was, it took me down a rabbit hole, and I'm, you can cut this bit out later on if you want to. But I was looking at why mainly Jewish people trade in diamonds. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting something diluted. But apparently, during the Middle Ages and onwards, Jewish diamond trade boomed. Um, basically, Jews were forbidden from buying land or engaging in agriculture. Therefore, they were given professions like banking, trading, diamonds and gemstones and portions. So that's why they're wow. so prolific with the, the diamond trade, because I, I didn't even know any of this, but apparently no. they weren't allowed to own any land or uh, do any farming. Uh, and if you're good at something, you just keep doing it. So, well, God, I. Yeah, and yeah. again, previous episodes, um, yeah, the, the Adam Sandler film, what's that called? Oh, yeah, I yeah. People say Precious Gems, but it's not called that. Uncut gems. Like uncut gems. Fucking yeah, that hell, that, f- that film is stressful. I that love it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the best thing he's been in, right? I still yeah, haven't seen the, ba- the, the basketball one. Oh, what's the oh, the Hustle, somewhere yeah. in it. We see the titles happening over these Hasidic Jew characters going into a heavily protected building and stealing diamonds and, as they call it, the gem. So they're, they're all dressed up in this, in this garb. Uh, like rabbi kind of dress yes. and, and Hasidic Jew kind of hats and things, and then he throws it off to me like a pot, like almost. I thought it was very much like um, a spaghetti western. He throws his kind of thing off, and he's got these guns oh, stuck these guns. to this bit of body good, yeah. armor. Yeah, I it loved good. it. It was great. Uh, it's pretty good. And then we get this introduction to all the characters in this tray cool two thousands kind of thing, where they're all just doing their daily thing, and you get yep. their name across it. So. We get Saul, we get Turkish, Many. we get Vincent. And, and do you know what? I love them all, even Bricktop, in a way. <laughs> I love each and every one of these characters because they ju- they, they, they're not even well fleshed out. I'm going to say, most of these characters are really fucking 2D. Yeah, but they, but they, yeah. they they just the way they that he meshes them together, the way that they right. put them together, fucking hell! Nah, they were perfect, didn't they? Oh, I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it again. Anyway, um, in the van after the heist, Frankie Four Fingers, uh, Benicio del Toro. Oh, so uh, Derek Toro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> el Toro. Uh, he's just he, he's um, he's told by one of the guys. Call Boris in London for gun. <laughs> like, okay, you're another not fleshed out character. We'll come back to that guy, by the way. I got some fucking anger issues with his character. Like the fact that he's no Jewish, he's a Catholic, and he's Puerto Rico. What's it going on about that? But yes, of course, Benicio del Toro is brilliant. He's he, again oh, yeah. proper actor <laughs> in <Yep>. English, please. <laughs> always, always think of that. <laughs> I know it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, the farting, the farting scene, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're at Turkish's place now. Was this like an arch of a what railway bridge or something where this caravan is? It must be because it was <laughs> so grotty, wasn't it? Was this? It, it looked was... like somewhere that the fake taxi would pull up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it didn't look too. Sanitary attorney he's getting sausages cooked for him and everything. Yeah. Or is he? Gorgeous George is training, right? And he's got this sparring dummy and he headbutts it. And Tommy's line is, can he do that? By the way, Stephen Graham's accent here, I would have never known he was a scouser. No, God no. Yeah, yeah, no, he's great. <laughs> Turkish, of course, says, it's an unlicensed boxing event, not a tickling contest. <laughs> Which I loved. Tickled, I found, John, is a 2016 New Zealand documentary about competitive endurance tickling. 
Uh, it features the practices of those producing the videos. Directed by director David Farrier, uh, the film explores possible legal and ethical issues with certain individuals making the videos and has itself been subject of legal challenges. A follow-up special, The Tickle King, aired on HBO in February 2017. <laughs> I will never financially <laughs> get over this tickling. <laughs> um, not that one. Sorry, David Farrier and Dylan Reeve, just in case, because... Right. I don't know. Those guys possibly would tickle me to death. And I don't know about you, John. I am the most ticklish man that exists. I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I, I can't can even be tickled. I can tickle myself, but I can't, I can't even bear being tickled. Uh, I'm married. I'm not allowed to tickle myself anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, gorgeous George, by the way, is great. Now, I'm going to say it before we get to that bit. We're not doing the P-slur in this podcast. We don't. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, not acceptable. Uh, we will, however, use the term gypsy and traveller. Uh, and, and traps and thieves. We heard it for the people of the town, they called us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But see, the thing, about the, the, the term does come from, oh, it's obviously the, the, the travelling community, but it's just annoying the fact that they're always portrayed as Irish. But a lot of the a lot of the, the stereotypes come from travellers in, in, in Britain. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. My... Really, every time he just talks about pikeys, he always talks about for they're Irish. Always Irish, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But he just point out that they're not Irish, they're not British. <laughs> He's like, okay. Hi. Um, I don't my stepmum, my stepmum's mum was um, from, a, from a, an Irish traveller family, gypsy family, and she fled them to get away from them. Uh, she uh, she ran away to Derby, of all the fucking places. Oh, fucking I mean, it must be terrible being a gypsy to run away to Derby and it'd be better. I thought there was a big community doing it as well. <laughs> oh, there's a massive Irish... Oh, there was a massive Irish community in Derby when I was growing up. A lot less so now. A lot less so. Anyway. They've seen the light. Yeah, they've all moved to knots. <laughs> Good lads. Um, I like old Charlie with the sausages, by the way. How long are those sausages, Charlie? Two minutes. <laughs> Two minutes, Turkish, which is a response for everything I'm ever cooking right. or doing um, at home all the time. Uh, Turkish wants a new caravan. The one he works out is this tiny little Torah, isn't it? It's like like some 70s thing. Aye. Uh, Tommy says, what's wrong with that one? And he goes and he takes the door and goes, oh, nothing, Tommy. It's tip top. <laughs> Here's 10 grand. It'd be nice to get some change. How long are those sausages, Charlie? <laughs> five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> it was two minutes, five minutes ago. Now, that is me when I refuse to put the switch down and do what I've promised I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I am the same, mate. I'm exactly the same. Especially because I'm playing Cult of the Lamb at the minute, and it's just fucking, just, just like that. One more, one more day. One more day to fleece those bastards. One day more. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy gets a gun from Boris the Blade, or Boris the Bullet Dodger, as we learn. Um, we, we find out that he is indestructible. Um, right. And the reason he gets it is because they've got to deal with who? Black Top. Right. He has got most of the best lines in this. Oh, God, I. And he's, he's also like... got the best line in uh, Cockneys versus Zombies. <laughs> it's a fucking zombie! Forgot <laughs> about that. Cockneys versus Zombies. The, <laughs> the last film of Ever Decreasing Circles, Richard. Was he called? Oh, Richard? was it? Yeah, oh. I knew you were yeah, Honor Blackman was in that as well. They're all dead well. except Bricktop. There you go. Uh, but he's no longer doing cameo videos, so I think he might not be well. Uh, just, oh, uh, no. just say so, lads. If you haven't got him on your, um, if you haven't got him on your uh, your Deadpool yet, get him on. Was Michelle Ryan in that as well? 
I think she is. Yes. Wonder Woman, Jesus yeah. Christ. Wonder Woman. Yeah, she was Wonder Woman for like one season, wasn't she? Yes. And they pulled it. <laughs> Better actor than Gal Gadot, though. Ah, uh, yeah. Considerably. Considerably, yeah. I am Wonder Woman. This is my lasso. Okay. All right. Of you. justice. <laughs> <laughs> you of unobtainable origin. <laughs> we find out that he has a pig farm uh, and he's going to use Gorgeous in one of his fights. Tommy says, Are those Lancashire pigs? <laughs> Who the <laughs> fuck is talking to you, boy? <laughs> Which I like. Do, 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 you like do, do you like pigs, John? Are you a pig fan? Uh, I, I, I fucking love bacon. Bacon is life. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and I like Porky. Porky is my third favourite cartoon character. Well, it's funny you should mention that because if you wanted to, if you wanted to buy a pig, you could. Preloved.co.uk has seven Oxford Sandy and Black piglets for sale, sixty pounds each, or a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig, thirty quid a piece. Uh, the downside get- is, John, they're they're alive. Oh, I was going to say, where are you getting that for the trotters? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But more for you, uh, a whole butchered pig at farmtotable.co.uk, including delivery. So that's four times two kilos of boneless leg joints, four times two kilo boneless shoulder pork joints, four times two kilo belly pork on the bone, 12 pork chops, four 400 gram packs of back bacon, four times six pork sausages, four times 400 grams packs minced pork, Two times four hundred grams pack of diced pork. How much do you think that will cost you? Oh God, um, I'm going to say hundred and fifty quid. Oh mate, you are so far off the pulse with how much meat costs. Where do you get your meat from? The barras. Barras, eh? You get your meat bought into the pub by some Go- bloke covered in blood. Govern market. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't eat anything off the govern market. Uh, Three hundred and fifty quid. Oh, but if it's... you've got a chest freezer. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's such a good deal. Uh, 300 quid for a lamb as well. Um, do you remember the Tamworth 2, though, John? No. Ring any bells? The Tamworth 2 were a pair of Tamworth pigs called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Pig, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who escaped whilst being unloaded from a lorry at an abattoir in the English town of Malmesbury, Wiltshire, in January 1998. They were on the run for over a week, and the search for them was on the news every night. Uh, they both died of old age in 2010 and 2011, respectively. Oh, that's there you nice. go. I remember that because there was fuck all else going on in my life, <laughs> except for booze and drugs back then. Save the pigs. Save the pigs. And save the pigs indeed, because there are 11 native breeds of pigs in the UK, all of which, John, are considered at risk of extinction. Extinction. Not of extension. What? I mean, that would be if you were elongating a pig, which you should maybe do. Yeah, we need to start doing long, it. Long, long hog. <laughs> Which is something I've never been called. <laughs> uh, right. So Boris is now on the phone to the guy that gave Frankie his number in the van. This whole scene is some of the worst fucking setup dialogue I have ever seen in any Guy Ritchie film. Right? Oh, I, no. He explains he's trying to fence a diamond. The size of your fist. I have told you it is in the case attached to his arm. Right. So why didn't we just see you doing that? I sent him to you to buy a gun. We fucking know. We saw that scene like five minutes ago. You are my brother. Think like my brother. And it was at this point I had a fucking stroke. (laughs) Because like like everything else is so funly written and so well fucking detailed. 
Uh, it's one of those sort of just cram and just so everybody knows where yeah, everybody is. But there was no need to. I mean, the brother thing doesn't matter. He's put him in touch just because he's gonna. They're gonna go half as on the, the stone. We don't need to mm. know that. Yeah. Um, I sent it to you to buy a gun. We know we've seen that. It's in the case attached to his arm. Why else would he have a case attached to his arm? Do you, do you know what I mean? You're kind of like, this, I, it just feels like this was fucking shoehorned in for no reason. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Boris, however, says he knows the guys for the job. Uh, Frankie's getting fitted for a suit, uh, a massive cigar on, and he's talking to Avi in the States. Avi. <laughs> oh, man. It is, by the way, our first triple crowner. It oh, is, is this our a triple? first person that's been in three episodes, if we're not counting John Polito, because we've done yeah. two episodes of The Crow, which we're not counting. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Nah, Dennis, Dennis, um, so I'm did, happy with that. Dennis in this, Manhunter, and Big Trouble? Big Trouble? Does that sound right? That terrible... Um, what's his name, Phil? About Miami. You can't even remember that film. Oh, fuck so. It was like oh, early, gosh. early last year. We did early last year. We looked at loads of shit that I'd never seen <sighs> on Disney Plus, and it was oh. that, and it was that one. Was with... it Get Shorty? No, it was it Get Shorty? Oh shit! It's his fourth film. Fucking hell, John! He was a, he was a triple crowner back in October. Oh man! Yeah, <sighs> man, we yes. can't be that far off an entire. Season, <laughs> can we? Well remembered, by the way. Listeners, listeners probably beat you to it, but that, yeah. that's, but this is happening live, so fuck them. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, you don't mean it. We love you, you fuckers. <laughs> he tells him to stay out of the casinos and return with the gem, uh, and stay out of the casinos. And it's just this little clip. Oh, Viva Las Vegas! Las Vegas. It's just these little shots of him gambling and losing I sweat and sweating his brow. Fucking brilliant. I love it. We're not doing Viva Las Vegas because we did that with uh, Dan Belson. Yep. Uh, Army of the Dead? Yeah, Army of the Dead. Fucking hell. Um, so he has to talk to Doug the Head to fence the smaller diamonds that he's got. Yeah. Uh, we meet Doug. Who is it? It's Mike Reed. Mike it's, Reed. Uh, it's Frank Butcher. For, uh, a couple of things about Frank Butcher or Mike Reed. <laughs> oh, go on. Uh, so he's he's no Jewish, I'll tell you that. He's not nothing. Jewish, no. Uh, but he also did uh, a show called Run Around. Run Around. I'm not old enough to remember it. Yeah, I, I can remember. Oh, I remember tenny boys and kids getting hit, kids getting hit with tenny boys. But he also he also presented some big break. Did he really? Uh, yeah, he's, oh. he's there as one of the presenters, so he must have done it. Man, oh, I quite liked him. He was he was fun. Um, I did when I was looking through his his, his straight to video work. He had an alarming amount of nineties video stand ups that he'd right. done. But, but I mean, and I assumed those would have been like twenty quid a pop in nineties. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And I also found something called Pussy in Boots. I seen it. I, I didn't look at that, but I seen <laughs> I that. Looked at it, and now I wish I hadn't. Which was basically oh, no. a filthy adult panto you know like that shit jim davidson does like yeah, yeah, yeah. bitches in the woods or whatever i don't know what mm-hmm. those are called um but yeah put pussy in boots uh also starring ivy tilsley out of coronation street what yeah i hope she wasn't pussy in boots because oh, i could live without that yeah i don't want something yeah. i don't want to see <laughs> but you'll always he'll always be remembered won't he frank for turning up with the boat the spinny bow tie on aye <laughs> oh, it wasn't so spinny, I just remember it was spinny. naked Merry Christmas, doll. 
<laughs> God, that takes you back, though, doesn't it? Oh, Jesus. loved him. By the way, I did get a little bit confused because for some for some reason, I thought he was the DJ married to Sarah Green. Oh, no, really? That's the other oh, Mike that is, That's the Mike Green. That's right. God, there was two of them, wasn't there? Jesus. That's, uh, that's your tune, isn't it? Oh, our tune. Hi, <laughs> our song. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is... This is middle-aged men British podcast <laughs> personified. This makes everything we learn from the Simpsons. Like, I know. Um, <laughs> he pretends he's Jewish, but he's not. As you said, having a gila was his ringtone. I love that. Uh, he's like, you know I won't buy strops, Avi. Uh, strops, of course, are uh, rubbish, a, a crap. Which we'll learn a little bit more about crap diamonds a little bit later on in the episode. All right, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> he kicks these lads off his doorstep who was spitting. And this Aye. kid's like, it's a free country, ain't it? It's like, it says in the free shop, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. He's great, isn't it? And I'd Aye. love to think, had he lived longer, we'd see him in a lot more of these roles. Um, yeah. Arguably his best role, other than Frank Butcher. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Telling kids yeah, yeah. to fucking run around the studio. Yeah, definitely. He was, was, um, was in a few, he was in the bell, he was done a few things. Yeah, realize. yeah, he's a lot of un- uncredited stuff. Um, he was Boris everywhere. gives Frankie a gun. He was running around everywhere. Boris gives Frankie a gun and asks him to put a bet on the unlicensed boxing. He wants him to put that on because this particular bookies won't let him bet. And this is obviously all part of it. He knows that he shouldn't be betting. Yeah. Uh, Gorgeous and Tommy drive to caravan site. By the way, I loved Gorgeous George in this because he's just so fucking northern, isn't he? He's so That's northern not... he can barely speak. And everybody that goes there say the exact same thing, didn't they? I hate Yeah, gypsies. they all do the I hate gypsies thing. Yeah. Um we meet Mickey, right? And of course it's the, the great Brad Pitt. Yep. Question mark, his greatest ever role? I think he's, to, he's totally underrated for this because, as I say, and I've said this to you, when I first saw this, I thought he was talking absolute fucking gibberish. Mm-hmm. But now that I can understand that, I think, man, that was fucking good acting, man. Because he's obviously no Irish, but he's picked up a dialect that's so fast, man. Yeah. And I'm Scottish, so the fact that he's talking in that, at pace that I can understand him was. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. th- there's, there's all these kids, kids about and all that. It's like. Like, give us a give us a fiver and I'll take you to him. Uh, how, about, how about a quid? Oh, you're pretty fucking tight, Mister. <laughs> and then Mickey George gets out the car. Like, hey, Ma, come and look at the size of this fella. <laughs> like, I'm so impressed by how big George is. Um, and then, of course, they ask, "Do you like Dags, John?" I love Dags. I also yeah, love I'm, Dags. I'm, I'm very a dag few. person. Yeah, definitely a dag person. Um, the striker deal. And as they're leaving, the back axle falls off the caravan. And Mickey's like, you bought a house, sir. (laughs) It's decided that they'll sort it with a boxing match between Mickey and Gorgeous, which should be easy, because although Brad Pitt is still in fight club shape, he's tiny. Yeah. In comparison. Yeah, Yeah. so I think, think, and and looking at it, and every time I watch it, they're definitely going to be speed for this one. Definitely, because physique-wise... Yeah. Uh, there's no way forward but, at speed. But what I what I will say is I think he looks in just as good nick when I was watching him with his shirt off fixing the aerial on the roof in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh really? He's his shirt off and he's and he's yeah. on the, and he looks fucking amazing and he's like fifty five or something. Like Aye. son, how how Aye. is that even possible? I'm the same. Once you've got it, you kind of lose it. <laughs> 
Just from my beer belly, mate. Yeah. In the fight, the big man, the big man gets a few in, doesn't he? And there's like some good old throwing him about, and he's like, right. "I've put you down, now stay down." <laughs> like, kind of like, and I just expected it to go. And now, live from Wolverhampton Town Hall, like real Saturday dinner wrestling fun. Mickey takes his shirt off, and with one punch, knocks Gorgeous out. Uh, we get Golden Brown by the Stranglers, which has always been a favourite of mine, always. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey, it turns out, is a bare-knuckle boxing champion. Of course he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. Bare- a bare-knuckle boxer is still legal in the UK, by the way. Is it it's really? got a governing body. It's still legal, though. <clears throat> my, um, my, gr- my grandfather's grandfather, or my grandfather's uncle, I can never remember, was a guy called John Brown, I want to say, or... or James Brown, James, not James Brown. <laughs> get up, get on up. <laughs> he would, he would regularly uh, in in his seventies and eighties. He would regularly. He was a collier, and he would regularly fight men in the pub, young men in the pub, out the back in the skittle alley for pints. Uh, oh, really? A knuckle boxer, yeah. Um, and I can't remember if it was James Brown. He would knock him down, then go get up. Uh, you better uh, probably. No, I, I want to say it's called John Brown, uh, but yeah, my granddad had loads of cut out some bits and pieces, and my dad never, and now we've lost my dad. It's such a fucking mystery. Um, but yeah. my dad did once show me a, a photocopy of a of a cut out thing that my grandfather had downloaded off the internet, which is where he knocked out a bear uh, at the the Goose Fair in Nottingham, which is like the the big show, um, mm. and he got twenty five quid, which back in the Early to mid nineteen uh, hundreds would have been fucking probably about seven weeks' wage for him at the time. Yes, yeah, astonishing. But again, I would assume that that bear would have been starved, would have been forced to stand uh, up. You know, you you you, yeah, yeah. you could probably no, have I... a go today. Do you know what I mean? But you wouldn't, of course, because yeah. it's probably drug bear, Crazy. cocaine bear, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> Another new character alert, uh, Solemn Vinny. I fucking love Solemn Vincent's relationship, by the way. These <laughs> couple of absolute fucking beauts, these guys. <laughs> what did you recognise oh. Solomon from, by the way? I hate to say this, right? Yeah. But soon I first saw him in The Walking Dead, I liked him. Yeah. See when he came back years later? Yeah. I fucking hated the character. Agreed, man. agreed. Walking about with a fucking stick, yeah. being righteous and everything. Fuck that yeah. shit. But, ah, yeah, it's, that's, that's The Walking Dead for me. And the film, the, is it The lock, Lockdown or Lock Up with Guy Pierce? Oh, he's in Lock Up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lockdown, lock, yeah. Yeah, no, locked it. Yeah, locked down. Fucking hell, Mono and Kira just talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great film, by the way. I like that. Even, like even it. though it just ripped off uh, Escape from New York <laughs> in every fucking way. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love these two characters because just just when you think like Sol is the genius, they mm. switch they switch fucking ends like oh, yeah, on, yeah. A, on yeah. an absolute fucking axle. It's yeah. brilliant. No, totally. Yeah, I like the dynamic. Uh, they're, they're talking to this guy Lincoln, who of course we've seen in uh, the Fifth Element before. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. He is trying to trade a moissanite here to Sol. Uh, Vinny's got this dog that's been thrown in with a load of moody gold, <laughs> which it's just <laughs> terminology from from like London that we never use. That yeah, I love yeah. all these kind of words that people use. 
The dog runs away. That, that, that boy, that boy was a rapper, wasn't he? That he, he was, yeah, yeah, gold, yeah. Jesus, yeah, I just, Goldie, I just remember drum that. Drum and bass legend, mate. Yeah. God, so it is. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that just literally just dawned on me there. I'm like, should have sings. <laughs> um, yeah, the dog runs away as Boris comes into the shop and he offers them fifty yeah. k to hold up the bookies. Uh, did you see who they used as a getaway driver, by the way? Oh my God! So I can't remember his name though. Tyrone. I, I remember the name. Tyrone, you silly fat bastard. <laughs> now, I love Tyrone because, again, he's not a character. <laughs> but he's pivotal. The story doesn't go on if it's not for... Like, none of this happens if it isn't for Tyrone. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, as they're in the car, we hear Dreadlock Holiday, which is Tennessee Sea Song from 1978. Uh, number one in Tom from Everything We Learn from the Simpsons' favourite chart, Belgium's Ultra Pop. And number one in your favourite chart, John, which is where? Gavin. The Netherlands. <laughs> the Netherlands. <laughs> Correct. Also number one in New Zealand uh, and the UK. <laughs> I listened to this, by the way, earlier on, uh, covered in 1985 by Boney M. And imagine the worst cover of a song you possibly can and then mm. make it 20 times worse. That's the Boney M cover of the brilliant Dreadlock Holiday by 10CC. Wow, really? Yeah, it made me feel a bit sick. Did, why, did it have your corn on it as well? <laughs> it made me not love cricket. <laughs> I don't like Boney M. Uh, I hate them. Tyrone's thing is, it's it's like, you've done a rally driving course, ain't you, Tyrone? Course I have. <laughs> Great. Uh, Vincent found the dog back at the campsite he went to get it uh, Tyrone's massive and can't get out of the rover and that's the joke and look I'm only doing the fat shaming thing because I'm fat right and I can't get out of the car although I can um, nice. I thought you said he was a getaway driver what is he able to get away from that was it he can move when he wants to and we see that and he does move when he wants to Oh yeah, um, he says. Yeah, Look, yeah. why don't you just concentrate on the guns? And he's like, I, I have. He, he says, I got this shotgun. He says, That's an anti-aircraft gun. <laughs> <laughs> really was. It was a hell of a gun, wasn't yeah. it? But now I felt fucking targeted here because Tyrone wouldn't park in a space that was big enough for two cars because it was too tight. That's like me with the Focus. Oh, is yeah. It? Since I got the is Focus, it it's it's not that it's any bigger than the Leon. It's just that it's got a fucking tow bar that I don't need. Yeah. And the to- the tow bar, the amount off. of times I've fucking hoyed the tow bar into the fucking shrubs or onto a oh. high curb, you know, like, fuck <laughs> off. Um, he backs into the van containing Frankie Four Fingers getting changed because uh, it was coming at a funny angle. <laughs> it's just, that's what happens when cars, when you reverse, cars come from behind you. <laughs> um, the dog barks. So he says, give it that squeaky toy. And it grabs it and eats it. And he goes, oi, don't snatch. <laughs> Ba, ba, ba. Uh, I, I literally <laughs> read that down for you, you know. <laughs> you says the title, you wins the movie. You win things. <laughs> um, back at the arcade, we learned that Tommy uh, lived, didn't get killed, and that Gorgeous actually is still alive, but he's not well enough to fight Bomber. We see later on he's got this fucking neck brace, this head and neck brace. Uh, absolutely, he was dead because when he was, when he was lying on the ground, he had his eyes yeah. open. I was like, oh, he's, he's, he's pan uh, Just having a wee awake sleep, one of the open-eyed sleeps. They say they're going to use Mickey, and he agrees to fight for what? Oh, for a government. Very well. The lads never <laughs> need to convince Bricktop that it's acceptable. Um, this is how you know Bricktop's a bad one, because he runs illegal dog fights as well. 
Yes. Right. And this dead dog the, the, upset dog, me. Dog fights are illegal. Dog fights are illegal. <laughs> no, yeah. They've been, they've, been, they've been illegal since 1835. Right, okay. Know. It was outlawed for cock fighting, bear, ba- bear baiting, and badger baiting. Right, okay. All outlawed. Well, they're, still, they're still doing them in these days illegally, but either. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, truly. He's a, put him in a ring and he shits himself. Poke him with a stick and watch his bollocks grow. <laughs> Uh, he says, oh, we want to change the fighter. We've got a new fighter for you. Uh, <laughs> come again. He says, oh, no, he's mustard. Mustard? I don't care if he's Muhammad, I'm hard, Bruce Lee. You, <laughs> you don't change the fighter. And I have I have said a lot of the times when I've heard people talk about boxing, which I know nothing about, or like wrestling, I always go, mm. I don't care if he's Muhammad, I'm hard, Bruce Lee. And people never get it. And they look at me and say, what? what? <laughs> hey? um, he loses all his money that he's taken with a change of fighter, which again, we'll come back shortly. Turkish needs to ensure that Mickey goes down in the fourth round. So now he's yep. in his pocket, as it were. Doug explains that he's meeting Frankie at the fight that night. Avi says the reason he has four fingers is he loses bets to the wrong type of people and that he's heading to London. Did you see how he got to London, by the way? So I've got a fact about this as well. Get on. At Concord. Yeah. Right. So that's blew my mind. So if you're traveling from New York to London on a normal plane, yeah. it'll take you eight hours and 15 mm-hmm. minutes. Back in the day in Concord, which had a top speed of Mach 2.1, so slightly twice over the speed of sound, it got you there in three hours. That's amazing, isn't it? Three hours. You would pay uh, the extra, wouldn't you? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, Concord was produced between 1960 and 1979. They only made 20, six of which were private. On July the 20th, 2000, an Air France Concorde crashed in Gonesse, killing 100 passengers and nine crew, as well as four people on the ground. The final commercial flight of Concorde was Air France to JFK, 30th of May, 2003. Oh, end of an era, man. Absolutely. Um, he turns up and Doug's like, Avi! He's like, sit down and shut up, you big bald fuck! <laughs> <laughs> which no one has ever said to me when I've entered a room and I wish they would I would fucking I would give them all the love in the world oh. um, he says uh, hey big balls I don't like leaving my own country I especially don't like leaving it for anything less than warm sandy beaches and cocktails with little straw hats <laughs> to which Doug says we've got sandy beaches He's like, so who the fuck wants to see them <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Right, He's right, right, you know. The top three sandy beaches in England uh, Wells Holcomb Beach in Norfolk, Camber Sands in Sussex, and the number one is West Wittering Beach at Chichester Harbour. And I know, John, looking at your face, you think these all sound made up. But I've, no, no, I've been to Ecclefecking, and that sounds made up. <laughs> that, I mean? that's a, that sounds like the name of a place you send English people that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, where, where the fox hat? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That night outside the bookies, the lads are waiting on Frankie. The deal is that Boris will get the case, and they will get the, any money that's been bet on the fight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So making the way into the fight, we meet Doug, Doug and Avi. It's brilliant because they keep getting stopped. It's a private night here, lads. Where's your tickets? Private night, lads. Where's your and Avi's really annoyed because, like, he's American and that. But we do have a certain way of doing things still, even to yeah, this day. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bricktop explains to some blokes that Mickey's going down in the fourth. 
So they're going to put big money on it. Um, Solomon spots a bloke going to the bookies with the case. Did he have four fingers? <laughs> no bit on the case. I love the response. Of, I don't know. I didn't have time to get the binoculars. <laughs> Which almost oh. sounds like a pronunciation of a word out of a Harry Potter film, doesn't it? <laughs> um, they head in with the guns out. The woman behind the counter is completely nonplussed. Oh, God, she's no face no. at all. <laughs> Do you know who this bookies belongs to? She puts up this security barrier, which Vince is over the, the counter, and his legs kicking like a fucking swan. Um, and when she puts it down, we see it's Cockney Sinead O'Connor. I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's just that wasn't fucked. Can you be asked? <laughs> it's a brave look. She explains there's no money, all bets are off. The guy huddled in the corner has got this case, and they make him show him, and he's got five he's got five fingers. <laughs> and yeah. They try and leave and they can't get out the door. <laughs> uh, she grabs his gun, didn't she, and starts fucking blabbling, blabble, didn't she? <laughs> she does. It's a security door, so they take their masks off, giving up. And Tyrone walks in, pushing the door they've tried to pull open. He's like, what the fuck are you two doing? <laughs> and they're on camera. Uh, they dash, and Tyrone's driving away when he spots Frankie getting out of the van. He knocks him out. He basically just fucking clobbers him, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. And throws him in the back of the car. Who's this? It's a bloke with a briefcase and four fingers. I fucking love Tyrone. Does, doesn't act anymore. The actor doesn't act anymore. Oh, really? It's disappointing, really, because I... Let's get him on this. <laughs> let's get him on this. Hi. Um, at the fight, Mickey understands he needs to go down in the fourth, but he comes straight out and knocks out this guy, Bomber Harris, with the first punch. Oh, God, that he yeah. Has. First punch, yeah. Out, like a light. Yeah. Um, these blokes are unhappy because they've put a lot of money on, on the bet. And then there's this guy, he stops Bricktop. He's like, fucking hell, Bricktop, you told me I've lost a lot of money on that. <laughs> and he says, listen, you fucking fringe. If I throw a dog and bone, <laughs> I don't expect it. It tastes... <laughs> you fucking oh, fringe is going to be my new insult. <laughs> Especially because I've got no air and everybody I know has. <laughs> oh, oh, what a slagging. <laughs> he threatens to cut his Jacobs off, John. Yep. What are his Jacobs? Jacobs Crackers is his knackers. Correct. Hey, well done. That's pretty good. Let's see how you get on with some more. John, I've got five ah. of them for you. It's been a while yeah. since we did a quiz. Yeah. Um, so. You know those apples and pears? <laughs> I've not got that one. Uh, I made them a little bit bit off off the uh, off the cuff. Off piste? Yeah. So you got five. Let's see if you can get five. Number one, a reference for the kids, Alan Wickers. Knickers. Knickers, correct. <laughs> Underwear. Um, Bristol Cities. Titties. Boobs, correct. <laughs> Bubble. Trouble. No. Bubble and squeak. Greek. Oh, it comes, it comes up you... in the first Guy Ritchie film, Lock Stock. I bet you never said bubble and squeak. No, no, you said no bubble. You've then got to do bubble and squeak. You've then do. This is how it works. Oh, uh, right, okay. Duke of Kent. Ben. Ah, uh, well, no, that isn't either. Uh, rent. <laughs> oh, Where is the rent? Uh, and finally, this one's this one's tough, but this creature comes up later in the show. Lionel Blair's hairs. There you go. There you go. Fantastic. Uh, well done, John. You got three. That's all right. Not bad. Oh, give us a clue. Give us a clue. Bobby. Bobby. Ah, R.I.P. That tosser. <laughs> No, no. Not Bobby Davro, but also Bobby Davro. <laughs> so what did I get then? How many did I get? Three? You got three. Well done. Good job. It's, it's, it might see us tick over. Might see us tick over. 
At Sol and Vincent's, Boris turns up. They've put a tea cosy on the head of Frankie. Right, now, I, I didn't look too much into this, but I just assumed that they only had Benicio Del Toro for a day, right? Yes. Oh, have I, you got I, I this? Like, have you got this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, but you know, you go for that. No, no, I, haven't, no I didn't look into it. That's the thing. I, no, no, right. I, I, fucking hell, no. I, I couldn't find anything on it, like how long he filmed or anything like that. I couldn't find a thing. Nah, but, but I assume they had him for a day, and your man here is, is your stunt double. Aye, oh god, aye, definitely, yeah, yeah, because it was just a bit, it, oh, it just at the blue, and instead of cutting his hand off as well, <laughs> why did they cut the whole thing off and still leave it it's on his It's like his wrist? arm, yeah, 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 I yeah. absolutely don't understand, he's got the sucking cleaver, go through the metal. Aye, or just cut off at the, at the wrist so you can just take it right or off. Or break open the I'd... fucking case, I, there's loads of reasons, yeah. loads of reasons. We'll never know. Well, it, it makes it a better film. Boris offers them 10k but they want the stone Boris shoots Frankie in the head the only person who knew the combination was Frankie and now he's dead so this is where Boris chops his arm off with a cleaver takes yep. the arm and he takes the case back at the arcade Turkish is getting the money out of the safe when Bricktop and the lads show up um, he wants a cup of tea sugar no thanks Turkish I'm sweet enough oh, I'm sweet enough which is I a proper line isn't it <laughs> It really is. <laughs> Bricktop wants to use Mickey for a bare knuckle in a few days, but this time he'll ensure he goes down in the fourth. He's tasked Errol and John in finding the lads that did the bookies over. Mm-hmm. Turkish and Tommy head to meet Mickey, and he's coursing. Uh, we learn yep. that the hare has to outrun the dogs. What if it doesn't? It gets ripped to shreds. It gets fucked. What? Oh, it gets fucked. Proper fuck. really <laughs> You're thinking, what is he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's what we've learned about coursing. But did you know, John, it's illegal in the UK, and rightly so. But in Ireland, it's managed and regulated by the Irish Coursing Club, or the ICC, and consists of 89 affiliated clubs in Ireland and Northern Ireland. What? I mean, if it's just brutal blood sports and hating the Brits that will unite Ireland, I'm all for it, sure. <laughs> still, though, that's fucking the I, I am absolutely astonished <laughs> that, that, that that's still a thing. But, no, I, but I guess they, they argue exactly like the fucking Tories argue. You know, it's oh, the horses horse, and the, ripping a fucking the, fox to bits. Fox to bits. Oh, uh, anyway. <sighs> You really brought the mood. I did, like, yeah, I did, yeah. It's just, it's just what I do, mate. Yeah, it's just what I do. And Mickey agrees to the fight in exchange for a caravan for me, Ma. And she's passed quite partial to the Periwinkle Blue Boys. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the look in his eyes. And, and, and the scout <laughs> Yes, he wants that. And the skylight, yeah. <laughs> he agrees to fight for free if they win a bet on the course. Um, there's this bit, by the way, here, which I know was ad libbed because this dog. Obviously, because they're quite highly bounced out of these dogs. This yeah. this dog jumps up at him, and he just brilliantly lips, "Hey, you fucker!" Oh, I know. It's <laughs> no, I, I, I watched this bit over and over again, and he properly shits himself, but stays really in does. character, which is brilliant. <laughs> um, we then see this montage of the hair being chased, but so's Tyrone by Errol. They 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 don't recognise the two lads, but they recognise Tyrone. They go, "You silly fat bastard!" Um, they get him in the boot of this car, 
And it just made me think of that car salesman meme. You know, car salesman slaps the roof of the car. This Jaguar can fit so many Tyrones in it. <laughs> Tyrone agrees to give up Sol and Vincent when they set the dags on him. Uh, the hair gets away too, meaning that the boys have got to pay for the caravan. Uh, Tommy tries the gun because he's getting wound up by Turkish. And, of course, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, Lincoln's in <laughs> Lincoln's in, in the shop, and they've called him there. Um, because they want help getting rid of the body. Uh, he's, well, why have you called me? He says, you're a bad boy, Yardy. You're supposed to know yeah, how to get rid of bodies. Yeah. Uh, he says, I make did them. <laughs> I don't magic them away. Did you look up? Uh, Yardies? A little bit, yeah. Did what? you? Uh, but there's no much there. Okay. It's just, it gave me slang for a uh, violent criminal mm-hmm. organisation involved in mm-hmm. illegal drugs. I'm sure there's more to there it. Is, there is. There's, there's, so there's a little bit of social history of Jamaica for you. Uh, in the 50s in Trenchtown in Kingston, Jamaica, not upon Thames, uh, social housing developments were put around what were called courtyards, basically like any kind of estate. You know, like, so I, I lived on Site Hill in Edinburgh, as everybody knows, if they listen yeah, to our Scottish episodes. Um, so you're a site. I'm, you know, I'm a shitey, all right. All the courtyards became the place where all the crime and the dealing and the robberies and homeless people were, and the baddens would hang about, and they called them yardies. Um, not many yardies in the Lake District, to my knowledge, but, you know, big mon. <laughs> big <eights. laughs> Bricktop turns up, Lincoln knows him, but the boys don't. And this is where we get a few, a few facts. that They're wrestling with the body, uh, and he says, you need to cut a body into six. And then feed them yep. to pigs. 16 pigs yep. will eat a 200-pound body in 16 minutes. That's two pounds per pig per minute. Hence the expression, John? As good as a pig. Exactly. There you go. So we've got some factors. Fact. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Apparently these are, these are true. Yeah. yeah, all true. Um, <laughs> do you know what nemesis means? <laughs> a righteous oh, infliction of retribution manifested by an appropriate agent, personified in this case by an horrible cunt, me. Me. <laughs> so there you go. So we also now know what Nemesis means, um, uh, as well as being probably the worst Star Trek film. Brick Top says he's going to cut the lads up until Sol offers him the diamond. He gives them 48 hours to find it. Uh, Avi's looking for someone to find Frankie. The girls, now I've not mentioned the twin the twin girls. Um, yeah. They're Pitty not street. actors, <laughs> not ever actors, no. but it's. But <laughs> Uh, you know you've got to go and see uh, you, you, you've got to see Uncle Abby. I know, we know uh, he's coming soon. You know we know. And what he says, uh, we know. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, the girls recommend Bullet Tooth Tony um, because he gets shot six times. He turned two of the bullets into gold. Doug had those made for him, so he loves Doug. So they get Tony in. It's who? Vinnie. Second, Vinnie Jones. Second episode of Vinnie Jones after that wrestling yeah. film. That we did. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty Quite bad. Yeah. The, t- the takedown? No. The no. whatever the fuck that was called. Jesus, that is <laughs> that is just that is gone from my head. That's, that's committed yeah. to non memory. Three 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 sixteen. Uh Vinny three sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he comes in and they head with Avi's man Rosebud, who's this big big fucker, isn't he? This big fucking mm-hmm. he looks like a wrestler. Uh, and they go and see the only Scottish person in this film, John. I know, it's uh, Spike. He is, you and Brenda. Oh, he's always great <laughs> yeah. fun. Oh, he's good. To they put his head in the in, in, in the car window. And the line is, uh, oh, we've heard you've not been around any, uh, you've not been around too much. And I heard you've not been around too much, Tony. He's like, oh, well, the blood that runs through, courses through my veins is still warm, <laughs> which is a great line. <laughs> um, 
he pulls he puts his head in the car window and drives off down the road with him, basically li- listening to the radio. And he's like, Tony, Tony, I can't <laughs> breathe, Tony. He sounded. Oh, I was like, he sounds like that fucking Jane Godley. <laughs> Comedian, no, about <laughs> as funny as fucking AIDS, and I think might also be dying of AIDS. So <laughs> every cloud, oh. every cloud, she's dying of something, but she's still making Cancel videos. Oh, is she? Okay, <laughs> hopefully it's really fucking, really painful, nasty one. I'm going to tag her in all our posts, see what she has to say, because I, I believe she's quite litigious as well. Oh, yeah, really? let's see if the court case lasts longer than her health. Uh, <laughs> I'm not taking that out, by the way. <laughs> Just for Scottish people, that one. And angry. <laughs> uh, Mullet, he's called. He says it's two diamond dealers, um, and they had to threaten Saul. By the way, in the car and in the scene where he gets shot, he got this fucking massive mullet, is not he? This, this oh, Asian guy should Donny. <laughs> he shoots it, <laughs> um, and he's like, "I love this song. It's Madonna's Lucky Star uh, from mm-hmm. a 1983 debut album, Madonna." Uh, the fifth single off of it. So you know it was an absolute juggernaut if it had five singles. Right. Personally, I prefer Borderline, which is the fourth single. Fucking love Borderline. I've listened to it about five times today. Uh, that is going it, to... It's come just too late to fuck up my uh, 2022 chart, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next year, I'll probably remember it this time next year, that I really love Borderline, and it won't fuck up next year's chart. And the song was 14th here, Lucky Star, not Borderline, 8th uh, in Canada and 4th in the USA. The album, though, John, astonishingly, five times platinum in the USA which meant they sold 5 million of those records. Jesus. That's fucking... Imagine that today. Like, 5 million downloads in a fucking heartbeat. But you don't get whatever you would get for a physical media, do you? You know? Yeah. The reason why she fucking keeps going, man, she should just quit before she kills her fucking legacy. I think it's too late for that. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's done. Would I go and see Madonna? I think I probably would. No, after the bloody she done the Eurovision mind and bloody. Oh no, I never seen was, that. I don't watch Eurovision. Nah, she was, it was a fucking mess, was man. It? Her voice is horrible. Oh, is it? It's just uh, it's absolute oh, okay. shit. I'll just save my money for Britney, bitch. Um, <laughs> there's this bit um, where they threaten Sol, who gives up Boris, and Avi turns to Tony and says, "Why do they call him the Bullet Dodger?" <laughs> Because he dodges bullets at me. It's just the incredulous look on his face. Why the fuck do you think, you thick American bastard? Um, <laughs> Turkish calls Bricktop and explains he needs money for the caravan to get Mickey to fight. Bricktop sends his lads to smash up the puggies. Uh, there's a Scottish reference for you. Um, yeah. And also burn Mickey's Mars caravan with her in it. Oh, I know. I was like, oh, fucking that, hell. That was brutal. That was brutal. That was bad. I, there's no need. No need. Slot machines, John, or puggies, during the period April 2020 to March 2021, the average number of gaming machines in Great Britain amounted to 168,276. God, stuff quite a lot, isn't it? You'd think it would be a lot less considering that they all do this, they all do loads of things now. I know. According to Nirvana Gaming Board, the slots in Vegas generated an income of $3 billion a year. The average slot machine brings in $80,000 a year, or around $200 a day. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, probably all from me when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pound yeah, on exactly. you? Yeah, exactly. Oh, just give a quid, John. Just give a quid. Well, <laughs> um, at the caravan site, the boys go and see the day after. Um, in front of the burnt-out caravan, Mickey agrees to fight uh, before 
Bricktop causes any more problems. Um, in the shop, Tony says Boris will be impossible to crack down because he's ex-KGB. And at that very <sighs> moment, who walks into the shop? <laughs> Fletcher walks into the shop. <laughs> and looks right into yeah. the camera. <laughs> Try to sell them the gem. I tell you what, this, this actor, Boris the Blade actor, he's, he, he, he's spot he's on when it comes to comedy. You know, yeah, really I... does. He's called... Uh, Rade Serbadedic. Uh, he's the baddie mm-hmm. in Taken 2. And yeah. He's not Russian, yeah, he's yeah. Croatian. Uh, 201 credits on IMDb, including CSI Miami, six episodes what? of Downton Abbey, what? Harry Potter and the Deathlo- Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. whatever that is, uh, <laughs> and 24, which I never watched. I assume you watched 24. It strikes me as the kind of thing you would no. like. No, 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 for no. me. I think I just kind of. Another one of those things that people never stop banging on about. And by the Oof. time I got round to thinking about watching it, we were in a golden age of TV and I didn't need to watch yeah. stuff from 15 yeah. years ago. It took too long. I, I, I thought I was going to invest. I would have liked it invest. if it was maybe like a seven and a half hour shift he was on instead. Much better. <laughs> yeah. Much, much better. Rosebud offers to take care of him. Smash cut to them in the car and Rosie's covered in blood. We don't know what's happened. Like he just absolutely, I'll take care of him. I hate fucking hate Russians. And <laughs> he just he's screaming. He's like, "It's all right. We'll we'll get the gem, and then we'll get you to a good Jewish doctor." Tony, get my friend a good Jewish doctor. <laughs> um, when they get to Boris's house, they drag him out of the boot, which again I didn't see coming the first time I saw it. Um, Tyrone's watching and calls Salt to say Boris is there. Uh, Salt puts the phone down, but of course he misses the fact that he's telling him he's not alone. Um, mm-hmm. Souls bought these two replica guns. What's he loaded them with? <laughs> blanks. Extra loud blanks. Extra what are we going to do? Deafen them to death. <laughs> <laughs> or he could blind them like in Bruges. A couple of episodes exactly. Ago. Right in the eye. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's a quick cut scene now with Tommy and Turkish, Vinny and Sol and Tyrone in the getaway motor and Avi and Rosie and Tony in theirs. And it kind of cuts between them really quickly, doesn't it? So I've tried to note this in, yes. in a way that just not going to cause go everywhere. Tyrone hits a loose but bagged Boris who's tied and got this sack on his head. Tommy explains yes. that Turkey shouldn't drink milk and throws the shake out the window. Uh, again, because humans can't take on lactose. Uh, yeah. We yes. learned about that during the crow, of course, because it makes you fart. Yep. Um, and Rosie gets a blade through his chest. Um, they crash next to Boris, wandering around, and Tyrone runs him over. So we get that it was all out of order. So it's, and yeah. I love it. It's really good. It's like a really oh, no, simplistic good. version of Reservoir Dogs, that. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Go. Or Go. Remember Go? Is that a future episode? Yeah. There's some good people in that. Um, as Boris, at Boris's, Tommy and Turkish are here to get Tommy a new gun. Uh, they knock on the door, the door's open, that can't be a good sign they knock on the door, and Boris arrives smashes the gate open, muttering in Russian punches Tommy in the balls goes in, grabs this fucking, what the fuck fucking, was this? I don't know what that, I don't know where that was, I've, I've, looked at, I've looked at all the guns I, I can't see what this it is this looks like a fucking prop out of a fucking video game <laughs> but there's, there's an unknown pump action shotgun on a gun database so I don't know oh no, that's the um, that's the air, the anti-aircraft gun from earlier on. Mm. No, I think that's a misspeal. All oh, right. Oh, well, well done, that man. Uh, Tony and Avi head into the pub. Uh, Tony 
orders a pint of the black stuff. <laughs> you can't drink a pint of Bovril. Uh, but I fucking <laughs> could. Uh, here comes Sol, Vincent and Tyrone in balaclavas. Tony states that Vincent is the big dick and the other two are the balls. That they've come for pussy, but there's only a dose that would make you wish you'd been born a woman. This this was probably the only bit that hadn't aged well for me. This, well, this and there's a few slurs, which I don't like. Um, Tony says he sees that they have replica on the side of their guns, and he has Desert Eagle .50. I like that. Yep. Yeah. So I don't need yeah, to tell you about that gun. That, that, that would be that. that I, I feel like I'm cheating putting that one down, but we know what one looks like now. Actually, I, actually, I've got a fact about it. Okay, though. go on then. Uh, it can only it can only have seven in a clip. Seven in a clip. But it fires eight times. So seven in the clip and one in the chamber, though. Uh, I know, but he pulls out and he when he he pulls out, it puts in a full right. clip. So he's obviously ran out of bullets, ah. and when he's shooting later, so he's not got he one, in the one, hey. one, one more. Okay. Mm. So somebody fucked up there. Fuck you! <laughs> we'll come back in a minute. Um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he chases that. He basically he, he says this should participate. Your shrinking balls. And I was like, brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Right. Um, this is the second use in the uh, in the film of the brilliant, brilliant Ghost Town by the Specials, which is in in my top 10, 15 songs. Has been my entire life. I love Ghost Town. I think it's just beautiful. It's so just fucking melodically Haunted. haunting. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> number one for three weeks in 1981 in the UK. It was the 12th best-selling single of 1981. And the top five, John, was a really fucking mixed bag. Can you guess Mate. one of them? One of them is one of them is one of the biggest songs, British songs of all time, of, of that new romantic kind of era. Electric, electronica kind of thing. Uh, Any ideas? Uh, Captain Sensible's <laughs> Happy, Happy Talk. Talk. No, it isn't. <laughs> I'll, run you, I'll run you through from five to one. Uh, Basically, the the first three I hate, and the second two I love. Number five, This Old House by Shaken Stevens. Right. Number four, Prince Charming, Adam and the Ants. Don't like it. Not a big Adam and the Ants fan. Number three, Stand and Deliver, Adam and the Ants. Even worse than Prince Charming. Number two, Tainted Love by Soft Cell. And number one, The Perfect Don't You Want Me by Human League. Oh, good. Eh? Again, really go, of an age, isn't it? Go, go me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We lost Terry Hall of the specials a couple of weeks ago, and I am so still so sad about it. I never saw the specials live, in spite of having the chance in Carlisle two and a half years ago, just oh, before lockdown. Me. So, listeners, I am telling oh. you now, go and see the bands you want to see. Go and see the comedians and the people you want to see. That is the specials and Prince now. Although the Prince one was slightly different. I didn't have 130 quid to go to the Hydro and see him because I was poor at the time. Yeah, I... If I had, I mean, I probably could have gone, but I wouldn't have eaten for two weeks. Although, I'd have probably survived. I'm a fat cunt. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the specials, I know Tom went to see them in, on that particular tour in Blackpool and said they were fucking brilliant. So, yeah. They go out into the hallway and they see Avi with the case. Boris appears at the other end of the hallway demanding the case. Tony shoots to the wall after telling Avi to pull his socks up. That's quite like a good that. code, wasn't it? Um, they all drop to the ground except Boris, who gets uh, well, obviously gets fired upon. Uh, Tony makes his way in. The lads have left with the case, um, all except for Tyrone, because he, he can't always move when he wants to. Um, Boris <laughs> refuses to die until Tony empties the clip in him, which is the bit you're talking about. Yep. He then turns to shoot 
Tyrone, and he cut you lucky bastard. Lucky bastard, that was such a good line, that you lucky bastard. Uh, Sol and Vincent are in the car heading out to Brick Tops. Tony stops them and they turn the stones back at the shop. Um, it's Mickey's Mars funeral the day before the fight, and Turkish, of course, is concerned Mickey might not be able to stand for the fight the next day. He says, show me how to control a wild gypsy and I'll show you how to control a maniac that keeps pigs. <laughs> um, at the shop, Vincent explains the gem must be in the dog. Uh, Avi demands Tony open up the dog. Yeah, and uh, and he's like, it's too far, it's too far. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm not going to. But then he kind of eventually does. He goes to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kerfuffle, and Vincent... It's squeaking. Huh? It's like, it's squeaking. <laughs> They're all upset. Everybody gets upset this dog's squeaking because he's eating the thing. Hello. Um, Vincent admits he's got the gem down his kex. He, he takes it out, gives it to Avi. Avi's looking at it, and the dog does what? Fucking... Nah, he just jumps and beats you've it. Got, you've it's got hard and small, is it? You've got dogs. Aye. All the fucking same. Oh, By the are. way, I've got to say, the acting of this dog is fucking spot on. There's some oh, Sometimes you can see it clinging onto the late fence when they're sitting in the car. You can see that Morgan, obviously for The Walking Dead, is sitting there, but the dog's got his hood and he's yeah. pulling it in a shot. So you could tell that the dog was up to no good in the background, <laughs> but they had to sort of work power I through it. it. I absolutely love it. He's just, he's all over. He's, he grabs the back of the coat at this bit. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Uh, and then escapes out the window. Um, Avi starts shooting wildly at it. Uh, and we assume he hits Tony because everybody in this film dies off fucking camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it must be a limited working time only. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, come on, Tony, let's get after the dog. Tony? Tony? <laughs> and this is the last we see of Avi, at, like, last, last line of Avi at this point. Anything to declare? Yeah, don't go to England. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that. that's your fucking opinion, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, you stay out of London, I'll stay out of Chicago. <laughs> the lads decide to put the bodies in the car and go looking for a pig farm. Uh, Mickey's barely alive for the fight, and Bricktop instructs his men to shoot any of his uh, people if they leave before he does. He's also got a gang of lads at the campsite in case he try anything. And when Bricktop goes in, this this line fucking did me because he says uh, he says he says. Does he understand? He says, yeah. He says, but does he understand that he's going to feel pretty fucking bad uh, when a campsite full of gypsies are putting out the flames on the back of their children's backs? There's a children and like, fucking Jesus. Fucking hell, that's dark, grim. It? Yeah, it's a really uh, grim dark. line. Hmm. I really liked, by the way, as they're going into the ring, there's no kind of like entrance music or anything. They're just walking at the ring. And then they just showing them. Like, <laughs> screaming at him and carrying on. And then, like, there's this fantastic bit of fighting happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, everyone's grabbing at everybody. Like, proper characters. I spotted a Croydon Mark Benson and Bo's answer to Rutger Hauer in this crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed we didn't get any more of those people in it. Uh, Mickey knocks the guy down with his first punch, and obviously we see everybody looking fucking... Everybody shit Yeah, pure that. fucking arses going. Uh, luckily, he gets up again and then dances around for the rest of the round. But I did really like the choreography and the fighting. I thought it felt really real to me. I, I, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a lot out of uh, there's it. A lot of, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, of, a lot of blows and a lot of sound. I like it when they do the sound. Mm. Yeah, good foley and always got, works. Got, got punches and all that. Aye. And the music was good as well throughout the whole. And that's the one thing that you can always rely on. He's obviously got quite a, 
an eclectic taste in music. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I, I assume yeah. that considering there's a Madonna song in this, we've got the specials, uh, all, all the stuff we've got, th- there's, there's not, this is not cheap music. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. They, yeah a, they must have put a lot of money in the music. Yeah, I think his reputation back then was spot yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and probably the fact that he was nipping Madonna was uh, helping with some Oh, of that shit, of course well. he was. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Of course he'd have got that for fucking buttons. Uh, pretty much. Oh. Lucky star. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not see a picture of her lucky starfish when she was under that bed in that photo? <laughs> in the fourth, Mickey gets battered and he gets knocked down. This uppercut, by the way, this looked fucking great. Oh. This sideways on shot, that mid-range was, shot. It must have been, must have felt like it looked like bullet time because every, every, yeah. every shot yeah. was a different shot of shade. It was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was really good. sexy. I liked it a lot. Um, we see him, he falls underwater, looking up at the boxer above him, and the line from Turkish is, all he has to do is stay down. He gets up, knocks the guy out, and Turkish then goes, now we are fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Bricktop leaves, and we hear him on the phone with a gunshot over the receiver, blatantly from the campsite. Um, Out at the car, he basically goes, give me the fucking shooter, doesn't he? And we see Mickey and the lads leaving. Right, Turkish's voiceover now is, um, and I can't do the voice. I've tried. Uh, do you ever cross the road, look the wrong way before you know? Before you know it, a car's upon you. What do you do? You do something very silly. You freeze, and then we see Turkish and Tommy pulling faces as if they're going to get run over or something's happening in a freeze frame. But not Mickey, and we learn why because he's got plans. Um, yep. He did have plans on basically running the car back over is the line he uses, which I quite liked. Um, it had previously occurred to me that tonight's reaction, the gypsy's reaction, he had taken the demise of his mother rather lightly, but for every action, there is a reaction. And the reaction of a gypsy is usually pretty insane. <laughs> so Bricktop's men all get murdered at the campsite, as does the guy in Bricktop's car. Mm-hmm. When he asks for his shooter, it's one of the gypsies in the car, and he's like, here's your shooter, you cunt. <laughs> Which I, I, I can never hear the word cunt said by anyone Irish, southern or northern, without it sounding like punk. I, I think this guy was possibly northern Irish. The way he says cunt. Cunt. <laughs> you cunt. Yeah. Um, the reason Mickey never went down when he was supposed to is he's had the money on himself the whole time. Yeah. And the only serious. people that have, have really done badly out of this are Turkish and Tommy. <laughs> Aye, pretty much. Aye. So they head to the campsite <laughs> to ask him to uh, fight for them again. And when they get there, no one it's there. empty. Uh, but the CID are there asking questions. Oh, of course they are. Looking, looking, looking like stuff, fucking CID. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they say they're walking. They say they're walking the dog just as the squeaky gem dog turns up back at the campsite. Um, this is this is the bit where you go, Daisy, come here, Daisy, good boy. Who calls a dog Daisy? That's a boy. I know, but. He's like, he's a good dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, the line from CID is, what's in the car? To which Turkey says? Seats in a steering wheel. Seats in a steering wheel. Probably my line of the fucking film, by the way. <laughs> Just the way he looks at him. As they're leaving with the dog, they see the police have pulled over Sol and Vincent with the bodies in the car. Why is he wearing a tea cosy on his head? Um, Tommy took the dog to the vets and found half a, half a digested shoe, a squeaky toy and an 84 carat diamond. They go to see Doug, and he says, I think I might know a bloke. And he calls Avi, and Avi does the whole coming back over thing. And that's, and that's it. And that is the film. 
By the way, I'm so glad we're covering good films again. Yeah, yeah, it's really good one. I enjoyed Me too. This. I had such fun with it. Uh, any more facts, John? Yes, yes. So at one point, Top Brick calls him Pedigree Chums. He does call them Pedigree yeah. Chums, yeah. yeah. So Pedigree Pet Foods was founded in 1957 <laughs> as Chappie. Oh, we used and, to feed uh, the duck Chappie. Yeah. yeah. Chappie, yeah, remember that? I thought you'd like that. Uh, in Leicestershire, uh, England, the UK. Uh, there was a 3.5-inch floppy disk and the stamp. Good spot. Wow. You see that? Uh, and it was introduced in 19... 19- 80, yep. but it actually didn't take off until 1982. Uh, the real name of the Drowning Trout Pub is Jolly Gardeners. I, tr- I, I saw the Jolly and I couldn't get the rest, so well done. Yeah, you got Jolly Gardeners. And the Antwerp Diamond House is dubbed the Heist of the Century. Thieves stole loose diamonds, gold, silver, and other types of jewellery in a value of 100 million. Loose diamonds, do they sleep about a bit? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, the guns were Glock 17, Colt. Heckler & Glock P7, Heckler & Glock S9, uh, Revolver, Smith & Wesson Model 680, and Taurus Model 85. Excellent. Thank you very much. Brad Pitt wanted to be in whatever the next project was after seeing Lock Stock. Um, Richie was happy to cast him and wanted him to be Turkish. Uh, however, it turned out he could not do a very good Cockney accent. Um, so he just about could do an Irish accent so they ended up making him uh, the uh, the gypsy the dog was called Bo uh, and uh, it bit Lenny in the uh, in, in the crotch by the way this is the bit you're talking oh, you're really? you talking about but it bit him in the crotch um, yeah not uh, not good he played it off and just continued the scene so the takes using the final cut um, yeah, I just, so I've got my note. I've got my notes here, and I obviously didn't pay too much attention to uh, what Rachel had written for the notes because uh, she's helped us out as always. Uh, but apparently, Lucky Star cost a million dollars to license. What? Uh, fuck that! I don't care who your wife is, mate. Get a fucking discount. No, exactly. Wasn't even that good a song. Um, uh, Vinnie Jones doesn't actually appear in the scene where Vinnie and Sol are sitting outside the bookies, ready to hand over the diamond, and he approaches them. He was in jail after getting into a fight the night before, so he couldn't turn up on set. So instead, they get a Vinnie Jones lookalike to tap on the glass with the gun. Oh, that's fucking beauty, isn't it? I love that. That's brilliant. Does that one reach? That's one of Rachel's. Yeah, it's not one of mine. Oh, um, the role of Bricktop was offered, but to Scottish actor of very little repute, Sean Connery. <laughs> apparently, he watched um, Lockstock and enjoyed it. Um, but it, apparently the producers said they wouldn't be able to afford his fee for Snatch. Um, so instead, they gave it to Alan Ford, who obviously was brilliant. But he wanted Blood. Dave Courtney in it. Oh, and Dave he? Courtney's in the first one, isn't he? Dave Courtney's uh-huh. briefly yeah, yeah. in the, Dave Courtney was a dirty piece of work, if I remember right. Aye, uh, it was yeah. dodgy. But that's who you wanted yeah, in the film, exactly. isn't it? Uh, the word fuck is said 163 times. Fuck yeah. Uh, the word Mutti in German means mum. I had that because he calls Avi bullet, uh, not bulletproof Tony, bulletproof Tony, fucking hell. Um, Frankie calls Avi Mutti and it means mum. And I was kind of like, okay, that doesn't really work, but I guess he's talking about him being, um, about him being, you know, like a mother in, he's, he's mothering him kind of thing. All ah, right. Unlicensed boxing is legal in the UK, but illegal. In the US, 
Betting on either right. is illegal in both countries. And finally, sausages. <laughs> I missed this. According to the BBC, it will take between 10 and 15 minutes to cook sausages, depending on the thickness. Bonappetit.com, ready to be sick listeners, recommends boiling sausages before grilling them as the fat stays in them. What? It sounds ranked, doesn't it? Not a chance. I want my right. sausages to spit and sizzle, please. Yeah. And that's all I... Have gone oh, no, the Jewish press weekly newspaper launched in 29th of January 1960. Circulation of 50,000 plus copies a week and two million views online every single month. Not so bad. How many do you think we got, John, from that massive fucking dump of facts at the end that I hadn't read? Less, uh, 103 lower, 102, <laughs> uh, 90. 96. Ah, oh, could have done a bit better. Could have done a bit better. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. And that was probably one of the most tiring films I've had to watch for the podcast. Just in regards that, that it's was... it's it's really hard going to kind of watch and cover at the same time. And no, yeah, there's so a lot, there's a lot of like my writing my notes down, and I know listeners that love the film will go, "Hang on a second, you missed a lot of good stuff there." Maybe. But you do the notes for us, and you can. Will we'll we fuck anyway? That's the we're here for. Uh, if you liked what you listened to, give us a quid, and we will give you a shout out in every single episode. Here are the people that do that: Maria from Cult Connections Podcast. She's coming on at some point in the next uh, couple of months to talk about Speed, uh, the film, not the drug. Um, but also maybe the drug. I don't know, Maria, whatever you get up to in the fucking frozen north. Um, uh, but uh, she's absolutely brilliant on Cult Connections. Paul from SP Film Viewers. They've done an episode on Snatch. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Ian McComish. Uh, he's one of the people that's got nothing to advertise. Uh, same as Emily Vint and Nigel Davis. Uh, oh, but Ian has just watched uh, the Little Blue Kitties film, Avatar, which I went to see on Christmas Eve. And didn't oh, love yeah. it nearly as much as I did. Listeners Ooh. knew I was going to come back with a fucking stoner for it. Absolutely <laughs> loved you, it. Absolutely it? loved it. I've got some problems with it including a 73-year-old playing a teenage girl. That is an issue, of course. Um, yeah. um, uh, Dan and that Gavin. That came, that came in yesterday. <laughs> oh, you are awful, but I like you. <laughs> <laughs> a reference for nobody. A reference for nobody old enough that listens to this podcast. That's a show. Um, uh, Dan and Gavin from Be There with Belson podcast, uh, your favourite uh, bickering brothers, as I think we're going to start calling yeah, them. The bickering yeah. pair, aren't uh, they? Aaron from Zen One <laughs> podcast. Uh, Joe from Hallmark of Greatness podcast. Can't wait to find out what we're covering in the next couple of weeks from them now the Christmas things are out of the way. Uh, what the fuck do you want, punk? Well, you want John to be on one of your episodes. It's eventually going ooh, to happen. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah, we've been in touch, so we're going to try and organise something. You've definitely. actually messaged him then? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've already agreed after after the chaos that is New Year and stuff like that, we'll, we'll be Brilliant. on Brilliant. Um, so I was thinking, you know, actually, the, uh, the, the members of Modern Escapism who pay us uh, are actually like the cast members of this film. You've got Biggie, who is quite blatantly Turkish, haven't you? The Jason yeah. Statham of the setup. You've got uh, you've got the Northern Stig, who is gorgeous George, isn't he? Or oh, fucking like gypsies. Uh, <laughs> and likes being insulted. And you've got Gadget, who's not in this one, but he's that Charlie Hunnam character in The Gentleman. Uh, Although he's technically yeah. Penrith, but you know, still kind of a Geordie. Um, 
Uh, mono, mono rants. Yeah, we've already fucking talked about you, you dickhead. Um, uh, Ian, cult connections. He's done some. He, he did a Scouse Christmas with Joe, by the way, talking about three different oh, Scouse he? Christmas uh, specials, including the Live of Birds and Bread. <laughs> uh, Gavin McGill, um, Josh Wilson. Josh is just getting over COVID. What a shit Christmas for Josh, by the way. I well, really feel rubbish. for him. Yeah. Um, and but that hasn't stopped me uh, winding him up uh, on on the things. Good. Uh, Phil, uh, who's got nothing to advertise, but uh, he's always in the What the Fuck Do You Want Discord at the minute. I'd introduced him (laughs) to that, and he's always got a lot to say on video games. Uh, And, of course, Rachel, last and least, uh, who managed to get us probably um, out of the 70s and into the 90s (laughs) this week. So thanks very much, my love. I do appreciate it. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Uh, John, we'll be back with another British film that we haven't yet decided. We'll figure it out (laughs) post uh, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, for now, um, he's been John. I've been Plenty. It's a new year, and it's been ninety-six things that we've learned from two thousand snatch. Oh, a bit of bit of two thousand snatch. <laughs> 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 Yummy. See ya. See you later, guys.